हरे राम 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 हरे हरे चरणारविंद भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी महाराज शीला प्रभुपाद की 
జాయస్కాన్ ప్రతిష్టాచార్య జగద్గురు శీల ప్రభుపాదికి జాయం నిత్యలీలా ప్రవిష్టం విష్ణుపాద్ శీల భక్తి సిద్ధాంత సరస్వతి ఠాకూర్ మహారాజుకి జాయ అనంతకటి వైష్ణాబృందుకి జాయ నామచార్య శీల హరిదాస్ ఠాకూర్కి జాయ ప్రిన్సిహో శ్రీకృష్ణ చైతన్య ప్రభునిత్యానంద శ్రీద్వైత గదాధర్ శ్రీవాసది గౌరభక్తవృందుకి జాయ రూప్షి సనాతన భట్ట రఘునాథ్ శ్రీజీవ గోపాల భట్ట దాస రఘునాథ్ షర్గోస్వామీ ప్రభుకి శ్రీ రాధాకృష్ణ గో గోపినాథ్ శ్యామకుండ రాధాకుండ గిరి గోవర్ధన్కి జాయ శ్రీ వృందావన్ మథురధామకి జాయ శ్రీ మాయపూర్ నవదీప్ ధామకి జాయ శ్రీక్షేత్ర జగన్నాథపురి ధామకి జాయ శ్రీ ద్వారకపురి ధామకి జాయ శ్రీ గంగమాయి జమునమాయికి జాయ భక్తిదేవి శ్రీమతి తులసి మహారాణికి జాయ హరినామ సంకీర్తనకి జాయ శ్రీ శ్రీ పంచతత్వ ఠాకూర్కి జాయ శ్రీ శ్రీ గౌణితాయికి జాయ శ్రీ చట రాధాకళాచాంజీకి జాయ శ్రీ శ్రీ రాధా కళాచాంజీకి జాయ శ్రీ శ్రీ రాధా గోవిందజీవుకి జాయ శ్రీ శ్రీ రాధా మాధవజీవుకి జాయ శ్రీ జగన్నాథస్వామి బలదేవ్ శివద్ర మహారాణికి జాయ శ్రీ నృసింగదేవ్ భగవాన్కి భక్తరాజ్ ప్రహ్లాద్ మహారాజుకి జాయ జగద్గురు శీల ప్రభుపాదికి శీల ప్రభుపాదికి జాయ ఇస్కాన్ గురుబృందుకి జాయ శమేత గౌర్భక్తృందుకి జాయనితాయి గౌర్ ప్రమానందే హరి హరి గోల్ ఆల్ గ్లోరిస్ ది అసెంబుల్ ది బోటీస్ ఆల్ గ్లోరిస్ ది అసెంబుల్ ది బోటీస్ ఆల్ గ్లోరిస్ ది అసెంబుల్ ది బోటీస్ ఆల్ గ్లోరిస్ టు శ్రీ గురు అండ్ శ్రీ గౌరంగ ఆల్ గ్లోరిస్ ఆల్ గ్లోరిస్ టు శీల ప్రభుపాది
Vishnupad Paramahamsa Parvijakacharja Asto Tarasuta Sri Srimad's Divine Grace Srila Asi Bhakti Vedanta Swami Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai Ananta Koti Vaishnavrind Ki Jai Sri Namacharya Srila Haridas Thakur Ki Jai Rayam Sikau Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitananda Sri Adwaita Garadhar Srila Sri Gaur Bhakti Vinu Ki Jai Sri Radha Krishna Gobagobada Shantan Radha King Guru Gobadan Ki Jai Rantha Raj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai Sri Sri Radhakala Chanji Ki Jai Gaur Premanande All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories to the assembled devotees All glories, all glories, all glories To Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga Om Vishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimanti Bhaktivedanta Swami Niti Namani Namaste Sarasati Devi Gauravani Vajrani Nirvasesha Sanyavadi Pasyata Deshatarini So, good morning and welcome everybody. Thank you for coming out on this cold, rainy day. Today's class in Srimad Bhagavatam, continuing the story of uh, Krishna chastising the serpent Kaliya. And I think today's verse is, uh, is it 17? Huh? 17, 17 and... Uh, and 18. <clears throat> Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. <clears throat> Te Nueshamana Daitam Te Nueshamana Daitam Krishnam Suchitaya Padai Krishnam Suchitaya Padai Bhagaval Lakshanair Jagmuhu Bhagaval Lakshanair Jagmuhu Padavya Jamuna Tatam Padavya Jamuna Tatam Te Nueshamana Dahitam Krishnam Suchitaya Padahi Bhagavalakshanaira Jugma Muhu Padavya Yamunatatam Te Nueshamana Dahitam Krishnam Suchitaya Padai 
Bhagavalakshanara Jagmahu Padavya Jamunathatam Others? They, Anvish, Anveshamanaha, searching out, Daitam, their dearmost, Krishnam, Krishna, Suchitaya, along the path which was marked, Padai. By his footprints, Bhagavat Lakshanahai, the symbolic markings of the personality of Godhead, Jagmuhu, they went, Padavya, along the path, Jamunatatam, to the bank of the Jamuna. Translation. The residents hurried towards the banks of the Jamuna in search of their dearmost Krishna, following the path marked by his footprints, which bore the unique signs of the personality of Godhead. Text 18. Te tatra tabraja yavan kushashani dvajo pana. Papani Padani Vishpat Patahe. I'm sorry, my dyslexia is working up to, uh, acting up today. 
Margega vam anya padan tarantare Nir kamshan Nir nirikshamana yajur agna satvaraha Translation The footprints of Lord Krishna the master of the entire the entire cowherd community were marked with a lotus flower barley corn elephant goad and thunderbolt and flag my dear parikshit seeing his footprints on the path among the cow's foot hoofprints the residents of brindavan rushed along in, in great haste so i can say and you can repeat we'll do both verses the residents hurried toward the banks of the Jamuna in search of their dear most Krishna, following the path marked by his footprints, which bore the unique signs of the personality of Godhead. The footprints of Lord Krishna the master of the entire cowherd community, of the entire community <clears throat> were marked with a lotus flower, barley corn, elephant goad, thunderbolt, and flag. My dear King Parikshit, seeing his footprints on the path, among the cow's hoofprints, the residents of Brindavan rushed along in great haste. Purport. Srila Sanatan Goswami comments as follows. Since Lord Krishna had passed along the path some time previously, why weren't his footprints, which were surrounded by those of cows, cowherd boys, and so on, smudged over and brushed away? Why hadn't his footprints been obliterated by those of the beasts and birds of Vrindavan forest? The answer is indicated by the word Vishpati, master of the cowherd community. Since Lord Krishna is actually the wealth of all living beings, all the inhabitants of the forest of Braj were, uh, would carefully preserve his footprints as great treasures, the very ornaments of the earth. Thus, no creature within Vrindavan would ever walk upon Lord Krishna's footprints. Om Gyantamarinda Shaginan Jananjalakaya Chakshur Unmilitam Jaina Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobishtam Stapitam Jaina Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Padantikamswadam Excuse me. <coughs> much voice I have today. Banchakalpa Tarubyas Cha Kripasindupiebacha Patitanam Pavani Abhivaishna Vibyo Namo Namaha. Jaisi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunitinanda Sri Adlaita Gadanhar Shivasari Gor Bhaktirina. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Please excuse me, uh, my voice isn't so good, and uh, for some reason my eyes tend to blur today. So anyway, old age. So uh, once again, I'll read the verses. This is an exciting story. I know everybody, we all, we all have a tendency when we're in the 10th canto to want it to move along. You know, I want to 
get this story going, you know, because it's so sweet. The residents hurried toward the banks of the Jamuna in search of their dear most Krishna, following the path marked by his footprints, which bore the unique signs of the personality of Godhead. The footprints of Lord Krishna, the master of the entire cowherd community, were marked with a lotus flower, barley corn, elephant goad, thunderbolt, and flag. My dear King Parikshit, seeing his footprints on the path among the cow's hoofprints, the residents of Brindavan rushed along in great haste. So they're uh, following Krishna's footprints, the residents of Brindavan, and uh, they see they're heading towards the Jamuna, so they're, they're in a big hurry. The pace is quickening. They're, they're all very worried about Krishna. So uh, the residents in Vrindavan, as it's, it's, it's stated here, uh, and it takes a mind like Sanatan Goswami to observe this. You know, my mind is, is just not able to decipher this, but someone like Sanatan Goswami can, can c- calculate. Why would they be able to see Krishna's footprints? There's many, many cows, many, many creatures in the forest of Vrindavan, the birds and the, and the beasts and whatever. You see, with all, and, and, and the herds of cows, you know. So, uh, how could his footprints still be there? You see? Well, because the, the residents of Vrindavan, not just the human beings, but all the beasts, not just the cows, but all the beasts and birds in Vrindavan would never smudge Krishna's footprints because they were the treasure. They were their treasure, the, the ornaments of the earth. You see, the ornament of the earth is Krishna's footprint. Uh, you can go to the, uh, in Vrindavan, you can go to the Radhadamadar temple where Srila Prabhupada spent so much time before he came to America. And they have uh, one big piece of stone that has Krishna's footprint in it. You can see Krishna's footprint. It's the ornament of the earth that's preserved there. I wanted to touch it, but the Pajari wouldn't. They keep it on the altar, but he wouldn't let me touch it. But, uh, you know, he touched it and touched it, you know, touched my head, but I couldn't touch it. But so, you know, so you can actually see in this wonderful land of Vrindavan, you can see uh, these ornaments of Krishna's presence. You see, now an ordinary person, though, wouldn't see anything. Even if an ordinary person looked at this rock that has Krishna's footprint in it, um, he may not notice a footprint because, you know, it's been there for 5,000 years. And you can tell it's a footprint, but you have to look. You know, if you saw the, the rock along the road, you might not notice that it's a footprint that's in this big rock, <clears throat> you see. So, but... Um, the residents of Mindavan, the devotees of Krishna, are always looking for the footprints of Krishna. You see? We're always, and we should always be looking. Uh, I used to, Tamal Krishna Maharaj one time told me that uh, the floors should be, I was the head Pajari, he said, you should see that the floors are kept clean before we, everyone takes rest at night. And I said, well, you know, they usually clean them in the morning. He said, best in the evening. And I said, why? He said, well, don't, don't you think the deities like to walk around at night? Radhakala Chanji might want to take a stroll. <laughs> you know, so close everything down. So I, I started thinking about that. I thought, yeah, why not? You know, really. We can't keep them on the altar. Again, here we, we go. I've, I'm thinking, well, they're just, they're marble. How can they walk around? 
you know, with no conscience, consciousness, I wouldn't think that the deities might want to stroll in their, in their hallway. You know, of course they do. They do what they want to do. So uh, the footprints of Krishna and Radha are all over this temple. They're all over this uh, community. They go where they want to go. You see, I'm sure Krishna goes to visit Tulsi. Why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he go visit uh, the Tulsi house? You know, it's very. It would be, it's going to attract him like a magnet. You see, so the devotee, when we start to think uh, like that, when we develop our consciousness, you know, sometimes we just need a little push. We need to give ourselves a push to start thinking properly. So uh, our entire community is decorated with the footprints of Krishna. You see. So we have to glorify the entire community. You see, it's just like now we're putting up this nice parking lot, which is, is good. Just look how much we're improving things as an offering to Krishna. You see, we have to treat this as, as hallowed ground, the entire temple. And, um, you know, many years ago, we would see that uh, the devotees, we were immature and didn't know to treat the temple properly. You know, you would see styrofoam cups sitting on the windowsills in the temple. And, you know, someone would take some sweet rice. And if there was, when they finished with a cup, instead of finding a place to throw it away, they would just sit it down wherever. You know, you'd find this here and this, this there. And, but we were so immature, we didn't know to properly respect the, the temple. Um, we didn't, we were so immature. Not only that, we were uh, conditioned to be... Uh, uh, let's say materially, materially classed, the class of the materialist, which is not as on a high class level as the devotee. The devotee thinks on a much higher level. You see, if you notice, uh, I, when I was in <clears throat> at, uh, staying at Bhakti Vedanta Manor in London, Veda Vyas Priya Maharaj came, and uh, so we roomed together for a few days. You know. And uh, I've roomed with different sannyasis throughout the years. And, you know, when you room with these great personalities, you can see, you know, just how they live their lives. And everything is so pukka, first class, first class. Simple, very, very simple, you know. Uh, he only had a few belongings and just very simple as operate And everything, very, very clean, you see. He doesn't, uh, you know, a lot of us like to go home maybe and, and uh, uh, put on a pair of shorts or something and kick back, maybe some uh, jeans with the knees out or whatever. But these people, they don't do that. They're always comfortable and, and always representing Srila Prabhupada or their guru, which is it's, it's interesting to, to watch. So, uh, and I'm not saying that, well, if you don't, if you go home and put on dungarees or whatever, that you're low class. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that there are examples of those who are stepping to a higher standard. Now, somebody might say, well, they're just doing that because they want attention or whatever. Uh, but we can see that they're doing that as an offering. It's like we were speaking yesterday. We are representatives of uh, Guru and Krishna. We're uh, bona fide representatives. We're deputized to spread the holy name. You see? It's just like a, uh, the sheriff, if there was a criminal somewhere in, in this area. He could dep deputize all of us 
He could make you a deputy right on the spot. I'm going to give you, I pass the authority that I have as sheriff to you, and let's go get this bad guy, you know, let's help me. So he can do that. So the, the, the pure devotee can do that as well. He can deputize you. He can give, he pass his, um, um, uh, I don't want to say potency, but his uh, authorization. He is authorized from Krishna all the way through the disciplic succession. He's authorized to distribute the holy name. You see, it's all authentic. And he can bestow that on you, which he, and he has. All of, all of you are authorized to distribute the holy name. You see, you're your bona fide distributor. You know, it's like if you get in one of those multi-level marketing things, you know, you're a bona fide distributor of Amway or whatever. So we're all bona fide distributors of the holy name, you see. So as that, we represent the holy name. We are a representative of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness and a representative of your guru and ultimately Srila Prabhupada ultimately Krishna. So we should behave in a certain way. People expect that. And when you're preaching, people will judge you. You know, if you're sitting uh, talking with somebody and trying to get them to uh, take to uh, some spiritual consciousness, or if you're preaching and you want them to become a devotee, they're going to be looking at you. They're going to think, okay, how's that working for you? And if they're not impressed, they're not going to be impressed with the philosophy. Now, they might be. They might, they might be uh, <clears throat> spiritually minded enough. They might have had enough spiritual uh, auspicious activities in their previous life that they can see past you and say, well, I, you know, you, you seem kind of like a bum. You know, you don't seem like very much of a, a product of this great philosophy, but I can see the value of the philosophy. That's possible. But more than likely, the people are going to be looking at you. You see? And they're going to, when we're, uh, if you're selling a product, if you're marketing a product, they can hold the product in their hand, you know, and look at it and feel it, touch it. See? But when we're promoting a philosophy, they're going to want to know, how is that working for you? And they're going to judge you. They're going to judge you. They're going to think, do I want to be like this person? Because this philosophy made you the way you are. Now, do I want to be like you? You see? So it's, it's a big responsibility for us to behave in such a way. Uh, not only when we're preaching, you know, when we're directly preaching. Of course, the devotee should always be preaching. You know, should always be just by just by being present, being seen with tilak. You're preaching. That's preaching. Now you can't. Somebody may say, "Well, I can't wear my tilak to my office. They'll throw me out." You know, my boss will. But you can wear your tilak so light that they can't see it. You know, put a little. Some people say use water tilak. No, you use put water in your hand and put just a tiny bit of tilak in the water. A tiny, tiny bit. So that when you put it on, they can't see it. But Krishna can see it. And actually, they do see it. They don't know they're seeing it. They're seeing a devotee wearing Vaishnav tilak, and they're being promoted. When somebody sees a, 
a, de a devotee of Krishna wearing Vaishnav tilak, they make advancement. You see, it's auspicious because we're wearing the footprint of Krishna on our head. You see, we're decorating our head with the foot footprint of Krishna. You see, so um, the devotee should be very careful in our dealings with people. Um, it says so many places, Prabhupada has written, that the devotee is the friend of everyone. You see, devotional service is performed joyously. And the devotee is the friend of everyone. So that means we should always be performing devotional service. So therefore, we're always joyous. Wherever we go, we're joyous. You see? And we try to be the, the dearmost friend of everyone, which means we don't give anybody a hard time. You see? If you're at the airport and things just don't go your, uh, your way, you know, it's just like coming back from, uh, from India in Dallas. There, there was some sort of a screening going on. I don't know what it was. Usually coming through customs is just... You know, you walk up and they stamp your passport and you walk on. But this time they decided they were going to check, I think, people coming from India or that part of the world because uh, I got checked, uh, uh, Aaron got checked, and, uh, and I, I heard that Mishra Bhagawan was coming in that day and he got checked. Aaron saw him getting, getting checked. So, and what they do, they don't just... Uh, that, you know, light, give you a light check. They, they take everything out of every one of your bags, everything that you've spent the night before packing and trying to rearrange to get it to all fit. You know how it is? <laughs> and then weighing it to make sure it's not overweight. You know, so you, then you get everything just so, and you're afraid that when you open it, everything's just going to go popping out. You know? So here is somebody pulling everything out. What's this? Well, you know, that's, uh, you know, what's that stuff on your head? Well, that's tilak. That's the mark of God. Well, what's this stuff? Well, that's that stuff that's on my head. Oh, what are you doing with this? You know, they're, and they're just not very polite. And, and it's, really, it's really a pain in the neck. It truly is because, you know, you just come off a nine-hour flight and, you're, and, you know, your body has no idea what time it is. And it's easy to get quite irritated, you see. But here I am standing out like a sore thumb, and I'm, the people can tell this, this guy wearing the orange, whatever that thing he's wearing is, is a, a Hare Krishna devotee or something. So I'm, I'm obviously representing somebody, and they, they want to know, what are you? I'm a monk. What's your religion? I'm Hare Krishna. You see, so now, so I've got this uh, responsibility to behave properly and uh, just take this as an exercise in tolerance. I'm thinking, Krishna, it's just like you, if you want to uh, make your arm stronger, you might go to the gym and you use some weights, you know, and you do these curls to make your arm stronger, see? So if you, if you work it out, it'll get stronger. So uh, tolerance is something that we just can't file away and say, okay, I'm going to be tolerant. There, you need to test it. You need to work it, you see? And that means that when there's a, something in your face, so to speak, that may irritate you, you have to say, oh, here's a chance to work out, you know? So you just kind of get right with it and, and try to be the nicest person you can be in the situation. 
And towards the end, the lady that was uh, uh, checking me out and kind of giving me a hard time, really. She was kind of giving me a, a hard time. You know, she was asking me some inappropriate qu- questions about religion. You know, she wanted to know why, not, why I didn't. Why didn't I? Uh, she wanted to know if I, what was I before? And I said I was a Baptist. She wanted to know, why didn't you stay a Baptist? You know, and I'm thinking, well, that's kind of crossing over the line. That's really none of your business. And it has nothing to do with customs. It has nothing to do with letting me in, into America. You know, so I'm feeling a little bit irritated. And I decide, no, no, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take this as a, an exercise Intolerant. So I was. T- so uh, at the end, she was loosening up a little bit. She was being kind of friendly. She appreciated. You know, I'm. I was trying to ruffle your feathers. It seemed like she really, truly was. You know, and maybe that's part of their process. If you're a criminal, maybe you'll. If they try certain tactics, you'll respond a certain way. I, I don't know. <clears throat> so, but she was quite nice, and she thanked me for being so patient, and then walked away and let me repack my bags. <laughs> <laughs> so, so uh, but the devotee has to always remember that uh, I gave up my own life. I gave it up years ago. I walked away from it, you know. Now I've given my life to Guru and Krishna. So I don't have the right to do what I want to do in a situation. You know, and, and I might have wanted to give her a hard time back. You know, and say, look, lady, if you're going to put me in jail, let's go. Put the cuffs on. But I'm tired of your garbage. You know, I'm tired of being pushed around like this. You see, if you've got something that you want to press charges on, let's go right now. And I'm going to call my lawyer let's, and let's just get in the room and we'll, we'll sort this out. Is that what you'd like to do? Let's move it on. You know, and I thought, no, that's not, that's no way to. I've got excellent. I've got the time. I just spent nine hours on a plane. Well, heck, I can spend another hour with with her and let her do her job, you know. And if I'm a nice enough person, I might end up being the bright spot in her day, you know. Be a little humorous and a little tolerant. And uh, the devotee should be like that. We should be the friend of all. You see, we should see that we're. We should always remember that we're decorated with the footprint of Krishna. We're wearing the footprint of Krishna on our forehead. You see, we're wearing his tilak. We're, we're, so he is the ornament of our body. His footprint is the ornament of our body. And it's like uh, your tilak is, is like a badge. You know, the, the police have a badge. Well, you've, your tilak's like your badge. And you're wearing that, you see. You're, it's the, the mark that you're a deputy you know, Kuntimala, I guess, is part of that, part of your, your uniform. So we wear a uniform. We wear our spiritual clothing. I'm not saying that you should wear your spiritual clothing when you're cutting the grass or, you know, when you run to Walmart or anything, but we wear it as much as we can because uh, that's who we are. It's part of our uniform. You know, Tilak, Kuntimala, we're like that. You know, Prabhupada says we are the Hare Krishna people. You know, we want people, we don't mind if people know we're the Hare Krishna people. You know, I don't care if people know I'm a Hare Krishna. So we should be like that. So again, here we've got the residents of, of Vrindavan, and they're worried about their dear Krishna. You know, they're just uh, uh, in such anxiety. 
And again, as we've been speaking, they didn't think, well, Krishna's, you know, he's God, he can take care of himself. They felt like, I need to come to his aid. I, I, he needs me. So this is a very important point that we have to repeat again and again and, 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 and let it sink in, that uh, we should have the consciousness that Krishna needs us. Now, if we're not on the platform of the residence of Vrindavan, we can say, well, you know, logically, Krishna doesn't need anything. He doesn't need me. He's complete. You see, he doesn't need me. Yeah, and I need him. I need him. I need his shelter. But he doesn't need me. But if I think like that, if I think he doesn't need me and there's some service to be done, I can think, well, really, he's God. He doesn't really need me, you see. But as we advance towards the level of the residents, the pure devotees, the residents of Vrindavan, they're thinking Krishna needs me for everything. They think, the gopis think Krishna to be helpless. They think of him as, as, as they're, they're uh, somebody they have to take full care of. You see, <laughs> they think like that. And Krishna enjoys that. It's obvious that he enjoys that. Uh, and it, it must be topmost enjoyment for him because he only enjoys that relationship with his topmost devotees. You see, so we have to think like that. Krishna needs me. So when there's, there's an opportunity to perform service, if we're advancing, we may think, oh, Krishna needs me. I need, I need to help Krishna. I need to do this. The deity, uh, deity worship is so important because, by the way, speaking of the deities, doesn't Radharani look exceptionally effulgent today? Or is it, I don't know, it's just, she just seems to be beaming. Of course, Kalachanji is always beaming. And she is too, but something exceptional. Maybe it's the way the light hits her or she's making the light hit her. But, but the, the Krishna appears in the deity form in an apparently helpless situation. You see, uh, the deity can kind of help us along the way. Deity worship will help us to start to realize that Krishna needs us. Because the deity comes, Krishna comes as the deity and can't do anything. He can't dress himself. He can't feed himself, you see. So we have to do everything for him. We have to wake him up, bathe him, feed him, dress him, put him to sleep, you see. We're engaged in taking care of him. And if we don't do it, it doesn't get done in deity worship. We have to do it all. So we get in that consciousness that Krishna needs me. You see, you can feel like, you can actually start to feel that Krishna belongs to me. You know, if you have deities in your house, you feel Krishna belongs to me, like my child belongs to me. And that's good. That's okay. That's good to feel that way. Krishna wants you to own him. How does, does anybody know how you own Krishna? How do you purchase Krishna? Performing loving devotional service. Rupa Goswami says that in the Nectar of Devotion. When you perform loving devotional service, it, it is as if you have purchased Krishna. He feels that you now own him, you see. So, uh, you know, that's our intent. Let's try to own Krishna. 
let's perform loving devotional service to him in such a way. So uh, I'm going to pause here. Uh, what I thought I'll do is ask for some questions or discussion. And if we have enough time, if you like, uh, today's uh, Ekadashi, I would, I would read out of the Ekadashi book about Ekadashi. I've done this before and people seem to enjoy it. If you like that, we can do that. Would you like that? All right, so we, let's have some uh, questions or discussions or criticisms or anybody? Yes, Jai Shri. If God is everything, why isn't He me? Uh huh. Oh yeah. I think that's that's about as good as you can get. What he doesn't have and what he will not force. He could. He has the we're not we're not saying he doesn't have the potency to force you to love him. Cuz he's the all uh, all powerful God. But he won't because he wants you to offer it. He wants you to offer his love. So if he doesn't have it, that's what he wants. He's he is lacking. He doesn't have everything. Well, and if, actually, he does. He does have your love. It's just that your love is covered over right now. You see, you're, you're not aware so much of it. You know, but uh, does that make any sense? You know, they say, you know, if God God doesn't have everything, but and and, and you can use that argument. Uh, when you're arguing with uh, uh, an impersonalist, you know, a lot of times the impersonalist, they think that God doesn't have a form and he doesn't have a personality. But you can start asking them a series of questions that they'll answer yes to, you know, like do you think that the Godhead is all-powerful? Well, yes. So the, the Godhead is, is uh, unlimited. Well, yes. So if the Godhead is unlimited... There is nothing that the Godhead doesn't have. Well, yes. So then the Godhead that's unlimited and has everything has to have form and personality. So, you know, they're <laughs> smashed right there. It has to. And at the same time, be unmanifest. So he has to have that. So, but I think that answer, that's, that's very good. I, I, I think when we're talking... Uh, and, and too many times, I know I do, I forget, to use the element of love in our preaching because bhakti yoga is all about love. It's all about loving devotional service. And too often the devotees start to get into how, when we're preaching to people, we get into how you live your personal life. You've got to quit this and you've got to quit that. And you, you know, I've quit that, so I'm above you, and you haven't quit that yet, so you're not as advanced as, as, as I you see, we have a tendency to, to do like that. So, but if we talk, if we use the element of love, then people are much more attracted to our philosophy. And that's what we should be using, love of Krishna. Love of, once we, when we learn to love Krishna, we learn to, learn to love everybody, all living entities. 
So I think that's a really good answer. Anything else? Yes, Mother Linda? Exactly. And you can, at that point, that's a really good uh, opportunity to, you could, well, yeah, at that point you could say to them, by the way, let's just think for a moment, when you go to heaven, you, you are going to heaven, right? Yes, I'm going to heaven. All right, when you get there, what are you gonna do? You're gonna set up a tennis court in your backyard, you know, and, I mean, if it's heaven, it's got to have some really great golf courses. You know, fabulous beaches. What are you going to do in heaven? Are you going to associate with God? Well, of course. Okay, what are you guys going to do? You know, I mean, if you're just going to stroll, stroll through the rosebush patch and... I mean, what are you going to do? Just be an awe and reverence? How many times can you say, wow, you're God? You know? I mean, this is going to get old real fast. And you can catch people, their jaw will drop when they start to think, wait a minute, yeah, what what are we going to do? Well, you know, I'm going to praise the Lord. Okay, let me start praising right now, you know? What do you know about him to praise? What can you praise? You know, it's just like we say, uh, Hari Bull. Uh, we were talking, you know, Hari Bull. You know, and Prabhupada says, don't say Hari Bull, do Hari Bull. You, you, if you say, chant Hare Krishna, well, why don't you just chant Hare Krishna? So when someone says, praise the Lord, that's the same thing. All right, go. Do what? Well, you said praise the Lord. Okay, stop. You, you first. Well, I don't mean actually praise him. I'm just saying you know, I'm not talking let's chant. I'm just saying chant, Hare Krishna. I don't mean like right now. You know, praise the Lord. Okay, go ahead. Well, I didn't mean start praising him right now. <laughs> you see what I mean? So if you're going to praise the Lord when you get to heaven, you know, what are you going to say? What is it about him to praise? And what are you and he going to do? What would you like to do with him? Because a lot of people say, well, I don't know. Well, what would you like to do? You know, would you like to cook for him? Some people may think, well, I was thinking that when I got to heaven, I wouldn't have to cook. I might have servants to do that, you know. Would you like to wash his clothes? Well, doesn't he have somebody to do that? (laughs) Wouldn't you like to clean his palace? Well, surely he has help to do that. He's God. So in other words, you're not really planning on doing a whole lot once you get there. You know, kind of sounds a little bit like a trip to the Brahma Jyoti. You know, I don't have much activity or interfacing planned. You see? It's uh, involuntary 
uh, involuntary impersonalism. I didn't, I didn't start out to be an impersonalist, but I'm winding up that way because I don't have a clue what I'm going to, I'm just going to kind of be, you know. So having the deity is that step towards, um, that's why everybody should, should when, they, when you get a chance to do some, some service on the altar, just jump at it, grab it. It will change your life. Because here you are doing what you will be doing when you're liberated, when you go back to Godhead. It will be non-different than what you're doing right here. Bathing Krishna, dressing Krishna, you know, feeding Krishna, chanting mantras to Krishna. You know, there's so many. Offering arti to Krishna, you know, offering certain... I mean, you can develop it to an extreme level, you see. So it's, it's uh, you could call it training wheels for the, for the spiritual world, for Goloka Vrindavan. Deity worship, you see. And many of, uh, I've got this one god brother that I, I see every time I go to Mayapur. He was here for a long time, uh, Ram Shraddha. You know, he was here, uh, Indian-bodied devotee, and uh, he's, uh, he, he got into deity worship when he, when he uh, took up household life. And I think that was 20 years ago or something like that. Do you, do you remember Ram Shraddha Prabhu? Yeah, okay, yeah. Well, he's got a uh, nice apartment in Mayapur. And, uh, and he's got these beautiful little, little deities that he worships. You know, Radha Krishna deity and uh, Ashalagram Shila. And through the years of deity worship, he's become so wrapped up in his deity worship. You know, it's, it's just, it's his life. Every day he does his puja and he just gets totally into it. You know, his heart is, uh, is, belongs to the deity. And he doesn't think of the deity as a little statue. It, this is Krishna. And there's not an on reverence that this is Krishna. This is Krishna. And, and when he travels, he takes his Shalagram Shila with him wherever he goes. And sometimes he does his puja like at, uh, in the train station. Spread out a chatter and sit down and you do your, your puja. <laughs> you know, he's wrapped up. You know, can you imagine him sitting at Howrah train station? <laughs> sitting on a chatter doing it. <laughs> So, so he's not aware of uh, being at uh, the Howrah train station, which is an interesting place. If, if, any, if any of you have never been there, I highly recommend going through the Howrah train station in Kolkata because it'll give you a very good glimpse of the material world, the way it really is. <laughs> so crowded and dirty. And, uh, but he's, he's not aware. He's sitting there doing his puja to Shalagram Shila, He's in Goloka Vrindavan, you see. So this deity worship is, is really, really sweet. You'll never forget it. You know, I loved every minute of it. You know, I've got memories from the deity that uh, I'll never, I hope I don't forget. You know, I hope old age doesn't take them away. But, you know, maybe I should write them down so then I could read them when my mind starts to go. But then I'd forget where the book was, so... I just have to pray to Krishna that I can remember these uh, um, 
these those times of worshiping the deity, you know. So, yeah, people may ask that, and they not they're not understanding. And it's not that we're pointing fingers. See, when we when we imply that someone has impersonal tendencies, it's not a I'm better than you, or I'm trying to push them down. It's it's that people don't know it. You see, they don't know that they're impersonal. You see, they think that they are personal. The Kashmiri Shivites, they believe that they're personalists. They'll, they'll get right in your face and say, we're not Mayavadis. We worship the form of Lord Shiva. We, we worship Lord Shiva. And you say, okay, well, what are you and Shiva going to do in, when you're liberated? What are you and Shiva going to be doing? Oh, well, Shivaji is unmanifest when he's not in, in this material world. Also, you're going to be unmanifest with, with Shivaji. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. But I'm not an impersonalist. You know, so people don't know it. You know, we're all, I always tell people, uh, often tell people that I'm a recovering impersonalist. You know, like uh, alcoholics always say that they're recovering alcoholic. You know, I'm, I'm a recovering impersonalist. I was an impersonalist for I don't know how many billions of years until I met Srila Prabhupada's movement. I was an impersonalist. I had no idea what God was or what he wanted. I had no idea and kind of thought of him as, a, you know, a bright light or whirling energy or maybe, you know, at one point I thought he was a gray-haired old man that was looking down from the clouds. You know, I didn't have a clue, but I was an impersonalist. And, and, and that kind of comes from, see, the, well, he's God. I mean, he's all-powerful. Let him do whatever he wants. <laughs> you know, he's got the power. He's got a lot more power than I do. He's got more resources than I do. What does he need from me? And when you're looking at it uh, through the eyes of a, um, um, someone who's not a Vaishnava, someone who's not practicing bhakti yoga, then that's okay for them to, to feel that way. They haven't. If you don't develop love, then what? What do I care? What he, he's, he's all powerful. Let him do whatever he wants. If he doesn't have servants to clean his palace, let him create them. Why should I, after working all my life to be a good Christian or a Muslim or whatever? or a good Jew, when I go back to heaven or you know, whenever I get my reward after my life, why should I have to crawl around on my hands and knees and scrub somebody's floor? You know, I'm looking for grandeur. I want a mansion and I want, you know, a few servants wouldn't hurt. After all, I was a, you know, a devout Muslim or a devout Christian or a devout Jew or, you know, whatever. Buddhist, I don't know, they don't believe in anything. But, you know, I, there's a reward. I want my reward. I'm not going there to, to be a minimum wage servant. I'm not going there to wash clothes. I want somebody to wash my clothes. You see? And I'm, I, I, again, I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying these are the different levels of realization of the Supreme. There are different levels of realization. You know, are we better? In, in our minds, we're better. You know, because we get to we get to serve Krishna and love Him, 
If someone's not on the platform of loving Krishna and they just want to go merge in his uh, if dazzling effulgence, then if that's what they want, then the way they feel and the way they believe is okay for them and their journey, their destiny. You know, they're going to a destination that they want. Our job is to say, you have other choices. You, that's not the only destination. That's not the only realization. You can realize God through love and serve him and associate with him and have a loving exchange. You can touch him, hug him, serve him. That's an option, and I'm just laying it on the table. And if that's attractive to you, then here's how to, here's how to pursue that. If after understanding this, you still want to go merge with the, the Brahma Jyoti, have at it. My job is just to lay it on the table and show you something that's available. You see? That's the nature of a preacher. And if you're not, because if you're too pushy, it's just like somebody's trying to sell you something. If they're too pushy, you think, why are you trying to sell me so hard? You know? But if you've got something that's really valuable, really valuable, and you know it, you don't get pushy with it. You know, say, this is what I have, and here's, here's... these are the good points about it. And they can tell, wow, you really like that. You, it seems to make you happy. You know, I'd like to be like you. I'd like to have an attitude like you. I'd like to move about through society the way you are doing. So if this philosophy of yours has made you the way you are, then I'm, I'm attracted to it. This is what I want. I want to be a person like you. You see... I don't think there was anybody uh, on the, in the outside world that Tamal Krishna Goswami came in contact with that wouldn't like to have been like him, isn't it? When he went to SMU, just as an example. You know, I was moving about with him in the outside world sometimes when he, when he was going to China. Uh, he wanted uh, to go shopping to buy clothes. He, we had to get a whole wardrobe because in those days, you know, China was, was pretty heavy. You know, you you just couldn't go in and, and you couldn't go. You know, <laughs> you had to have had some some business connection, or else somebody would uh, follow you around. You'd get an escort. So we disguised him as a businessman, and so he had to have a complete wardrobe, and he wanted to do it right down to the nth degree. He wouldn't even have the devotee toothpaste. You know, this Vico toothpaste that we all have. You know, or most many people have. He wanted. And he said, I don't even know. I said, well, okay, we want Colgate toothpaste. Everything's got to look like an American, you know. So here we are moving about. Uh, Maturanath and I took him many times through uh, department stores, you see, because we wanted him to try this stuff on and see if it fit, and and we wanted him to see it. And he he hadn't been in a department store, you know, a mall or whatever. So he was kind of like taking a child for the first time. But in his dealings with the people that we passed and the people that we touched, you know, uh, they were just charmed. They were charmed. Srila Prabhupada was like that. Everyone who dealt with Srila Prabhupada, who saw Prabhupada, they were charmed by him, you see. So these are are, uh, entities that are representing their guru, in a real positive way. And they're setting an example for all of us. 
We want to be uh, the kind of person that everybody would want to be. And it's easy for a devotee because we're, we're above the stress and uh, uh, the muck and mire of the material world, you see. People will, uh, after being a devotee for a while, people will tell you, even if they don't know you're a devotee, they'll say, there's something about you that's really, really different. I can't put my finger on it, you know. That will happen. If it hasn't happened already, it will happen, you see. You just keep on pursuing like that. So, all right, anything else? Should we, you want to read the Ekadashi? Is that, is that appropriate? Huh? Oh, he said not to do it. All right, yeah, some places they like it, some, but I'm, but we can, we can read it somewhere else. Yeah. All right. Huh? Okay. Ganatraj Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Srila Jananda Prabhu Ki Jai.